Thank you for joining me this Friday, the 19th of August. I'm Grady Wolf, a market analyst with Bell Direct. This is the weekly market update. Well, energy stocks have had their fair share of spotlight in the recent months, and that only continued this week. On Monday, the US House passed a $750 billion US dollar bill, which included $369 billion US dollars to fund energy and climate projects as part of America's most significant investment to fight climate change in history. On home soil, Australia's energy ministers voted late last week to make emissions reduction a key national energy goal, the first change to the National Energy Objectives Guide in 15 years, in a major step toward a transition to clean energy. So why is the energy sector so hot lately? Oil and liquid natural gas prices have been sitting at 5-year and 10-year highs respectively, following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which initiated the continued disruption to global supply. Anticipated global demand for oil and gas has also been increased by the International Energy Agency amid soaring oil use for power generation and gas to oil switching by energy manufacturers. For the everyday consumer, the historically high oil prices mean a hit to the hip pocket when filling up at the petrol station. But for investors, the rising oil and gas prices have led to record results by oil and gas powerhouses, including Santos, which reported an 85% surge in revenue for H1 FY22, record production and profit rose 300%. Woodside is set to release H1 FY22 results later in August, with the market expecting profits of $2.06 billion US dollars and an interim dividend of 88.8 cents per share. So what does this mean for oil and gas powerhouses? And more importantly, what does this mean for your investments in Australia's energy giants? Well, despite a global shift toward clean energy, demand for oil is expected to grow over the coming year. If this growth is greater than what's been priced into oil stocks, then it's likely to have a positive effect on the price of companies with exposure to oil. Extending our focus on reporting season now, 83, 83 companies sorry, have reported so far. Just under 70% of companies have either beat expectations or were in line with forecast. And earnings season ramps up again next week with over 115 companies set to release their results. Locally, the ASX advanced 1.14% from Monday to Thursday, driven by a surge in consumer staple stocks. Investors have also bought into materials and industrial stocks over the last week, with these sectors up over 3% and 2.5% respectively. Looking closer at the ASX 200, the consumer staples sector is surging ahead with Best in Global Food Company jumping 11.77%, Pentel up 7.5% and Wellnext Life adding just over 6%. And if you're looking to buy into the energy sector we were just talking about at the current dip, some stocks for your consideration may be. Beach Energy, as Bell Potter has a buy rating on this stock with a price target of $2.30 per share. Strike Energy, as Bell Potter has a speculative buy rating on this stock with a price target of $0.42 cents per share. And Cooper Energy, as Bell Potter has a buy rating on this stock with a price target of $0.22 cents per share. In the All Lords, aerial imagery company Nearmap led the charge this week, adding almost 34%, while Lador Beauty Group surged 24.59% and IPH is up 19.7%. The most traded stocks by Bell Direct clients this week were Worley, Domino's, Lake Resources, Allchem, Sims and Borrell. Clients also bought into BHP and Cobra, while taking profits from CSL and Core Lithium. And the most traded ETFs this week were the BetaShares Global Agricultural Food ETF, BetaShares Australian Equities Strong Bear Hedge Fund and the BetaShares NASDAQ 100 ETF.
On the economic front, Australia's ANZ weekly consumer confidence increased 4.9% last week but remains in negative territory and well below its long-term average. Australia's wage price index climbed 0.7% in June for the third consecutive quarter, with the annual growth rate in private sector wages rising 2.6%, the highest annual growth rate since September 2014. And the country's unemployment rate fell again to 3.4% in July, the lowest rate since August 1974, as another 20,000 jobs were filled in the country. The declining unemployment rate reflects an increasingly tight labour market, including high job vacancies and ongoing labour shortages. Next week, we'll be keeping a close eye on US GDP growth rate data for the second quarter released on Thursday. And that's all we have time for today. I'm Grady Wolf with Bell Direct. Have a lovely Friday and enjoy your weekend.